Uga Buga, Tamanolu, Nanoru, Mamishu, Balali, Baba. This is the ace that runs the place, Ace Andrews. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, Ete General Romero. This is Mile. This is Joey Janela. This is the self made Savage Cash Flow Cambroe. This is MBK Murder by Kicks, Matt Travis. Gentlemen, this is the superhero Monte. This is Maxwell Jacob Feinstein, as if you didn't already know, and I'm better than you. This is the man of steel, Mike Verna. This is the great and powerful Big O. Green Machine, Mike Orlando. This is Ms. New York. This is Nikki Adams. What's up, everybody? This is Wolverine, the effing machine, Mr. GMSI himself, Brian Cage. Hello, this is Ricochet. Hey, guys, this is Sonia Strong. This is Larry Legend, and you are listening to the General Admission Wrestling Podcast. And welcome to another episode of the General Admission Wrestling Podcast. Holy shit. We made it. 40 episodes. Or as Seamus O'Shea would say, Holy fucking shit, we made it 30 pissing episodes. How about that? And with me, as always, is my partner in crime, the man who's been doing this with me since September of 2016, Whole Milk fucking Mike. How you doing tonight, sir? I am doing fantastic. I can't believe it either. 40 episodes. And a lot of people thought we weren't going to make it. Yeah, a lot of people. My, my middle finger is up to all you people. And with us, of course, is our is our new associate, the third man himself. It's Ray, the law, Ray Mundo. How you doing tonight, sir? Uh, I'm ecstatic. 40 episodes. I think I'm quitting. But I'm back, the third man, and boo me all you want. You came in on episode. You came in on episode. You came in on episode three, and then then, then, we, then you never fucking went away. You suck, you jackass. <laughs> oh, you let's quit. Keep it going. You, you came back. You quit. So how are both? You came back again. So you got a tag team partner, and then your tag team partner beat you for your championship. Uh, I'll talk about that later. Later on in the show, we're doing news. But, yes, so Mike and Ray, how you guys doing this week? Anything interesting happen to you guys? Uh, well, me and Mike got drunk. Yes, oh, my well, that's God. A that's a weekly yes, occurrence. Yes, we did. No, no this, was, this, was a, this was a long time coming. Yeah, you leave us alone, Ben, and we have fun. I, I do Forrest Gump impressions. I message people. <laughs> I, I annoy people. Yeah, We annoyed you, our guest tonight. We you send yeah, and, and, and send I'm, I'm surprised he's still on the show after what I did. And speaking of which, I can't think of a better way to segue to what we're doing tonight. We have a lot of wrestling news, but we'll get to that after the break tonight. But right now, for our 40th episode, we have a guest who we've been interested in getting since the first episode. Ever since we did this first episode, Ray here said, I have a guy who'd be perfect for this show. And finally, we finally agreed and finally hunted this guy down to have him on the show. So, DJ, cue the music. 
Or don't if you. Technical difficulties, but okay. Well, let's just say our our guest this week is royalty. Oh, there we go. Guys, you know this man far better than I, so Ray, I'm gonna let you take it this week. Who is our guest tonight for JWP's 40th episode and our season one finale? Well, this man again, I've said since episode one, but his schedule is so busy. It took 40 episodes to finally get him. It is the former pro wrestling magic world heavyweight champion. It is the veteran E.C. Negro. Wow. So, Mr. Negro, how are you doing tonight, sir? Let me tell you guys something. When you address me by my name properly, that's when I'm going to respond. Oh, I'm so you sorry. Okay. York, I'll, I'll do it once more. I'm so sorry, sir. Let me introduce one more time the former pro wrestling magic world. Yeah, that's that's when you're wrong, also. <laughs> am I? Am I, sir? Politics and pro wrestling <laughs> magic. I am the current reigning and defending. Pro Wrestling Magic World Heavyweight Champion. I am the today, and I am the most talked about wrestler behind the scenes because all you Mark wrestlers want to hate on the King, but you cannot stop God's plan. And the plan is simple. I was made just a little bit better than every single one of you. And when it's all said and done, I'm going to go down in the history books as one of the greatest of all time. Like a mouse. So that's an intro. (laughs) It is very lovely to have you on the show, sir. So thank you for uh, actually, no, let me do this right. Thank you so much for being on the show, your highness. But we we don't want to waste too much of your time. So let's get straight into it. Mike and Ray have a bunch of questions for you. So, Mike, how about you start it off with the first one? Well, your highness, if we could, if we could start on a really You better can call note. me king. That, that, king. That's fine. Most people call me king. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry, king. But um, how did you first get into the wrestling business? What inspired you? Wait, what, what was your first um, like moment that you saw like, as a wrestling fan? Well, it, it goes back to my dad and my brothers who even uh, when I was like one years old used to take me to Madison Square Garden to see house shows. And that was during the time when Bob Backlund was the WWF champion. And um, I've always loved it. I've had two older brothers that always loved it. So, you know, ever since that I could remember, uh, wrestling has always been a very prevalent part in my life, and, and it's something that will be a part of my life till the day I die. Hmm. Interesting. Okay, very, it's time for nice, me. Very nice to know. <laughs> well, King, my question is this. Being you are the king of New York, who would you say is your idol that you <laughs> made your Jersey. character based? Uh, say that okay. again. <laughs> nothing. I said nothing. <laughs> okay. Where's my, where's my corona? Oh, God. Sorry about that, King. Okay, so my question is, being you based your character, you are the King of New York. Who is that idol of yours that you've made this character into? I'm going to say it's a mixture of myself, obviously, but I was heavily influenced by Roddy Roddy Piper, um, and the Roddy Piper that I was influenced by 
is one uh, that was very hot when you were still swimming in your dad's nutsack before you were even born. He was the biggest heel in professional wrestling. And I feel like that's something that's missing in professional wrestling today, which is someone who's truly hated. It's funny how in wrestling today, you have all these guys that are claiming that they're bad guys or they're claiming that they're villains, but they're some of the most popular people that play to the fans the most and, and give the fans reasons to love them, which is a contradiction to the name. I am not that. I do not want to be liked by anybody. I want to do what I want to do because I want to do it. And I'm going to accomplish every single thing that I have planned. You see, it's only just begun. Mm. Great answer, so, great answer. So let me ask you this. When did the King of New York like begin? What year and like, like where did you start training to become a professional you, you, wrestler? You're talking about just my wrestling career or just the King of New York itself? Because I was a part of... I was a part of a tag team for a long time that was very famous on the independents called the Dirty Rotten Scoundrels with my former partner, Casey Blade. I was trained by Homicide at the world-famous doghouse uh, in Brooklyn, New York. And I was actually the last graduating student from that school. And where, would the, and where did the, um, and how did the king, your king persona begin? Uh, you know, I uh, I was tired of tag team wrestling. And, you know, when you're in a tag team, which is something that you guys, uh, I don't know if you'll truly understand what I'm saying, but it's like a marriage. And uh, you have to be on the same page with your partner at all times. And towards the end of the run, I was not on the same page. So I retired. I stopped wrestling Um but it was always in my heart. I was always paying attention, you know, with Facebook and YouTube and Twitter and, and, and Instagram, all these different social media outlets. You could see what people are doing. It's not like wrestling in the early 2000s. A lot of those things, a lot of those applications didn't even exist. So when I decided to come back, you know, uh, me and Homicide had a long talk as far as what I wanted to do. And I wanted to be different. I wanted to represent New York. I wanted to represent myself. And I wanted to be uh, exactly what I idolized. I was never attracted to uh, the glitz and glamour of wrestling. I was attracted to the trash talkers. Those are the people that are dollar signs. And that's what I am right now. There's no questioning that I'm the hottest guy in New York right now. There's no questioning that I'm the most talked about wrestler in on the independent circuit right now. So that's what the mission is, and that's what we're going to continue doing. Fantastic answer. Ray, I believe you had another question for the king. Uh, definitely. As you mentioned, you were one half of the Dirty Rotten Scoundrels with Casey Blade. You guys were the tag team champions of the, of the universe, of the known universe, I was going to say. Sorry about that. What would you say was one of your favorite moments as that tag team? It was coming out of the curtain. Um, just the reactions that we would get on an every night basis, you know, um, we were hated. But people appreciated our work. Uh, people loved to wrestle us. 
um, winning multiple tag team championships, uh, competing in Ring of Honor with Blade, uh, where I thought we were going to get picked up at that time, but it just didn't work out. Big highlights, wrestling in the ECW arena, wrestling in the in the real Elks Lodge, not the not the watered-down, cheesy version of the Elks Lodge that's out now. I'm talking about the real Elks Lodge, which is next door with the elk in front of it. Um, things like that were were big highlights. But, you know, in retrospect, I didn't have the mind frame for the business back then that I do now, because if I did, I'd be in a much, uh, I wouldn't be here right now. Hmm. Perfect. Awesome. Mike, what do you got? So, so you, go, you go from being a tag team competitor to a singles competitor. Was the transition uh, difficult for you or were we, uh, we able to pick it up uh, easy? You know, when you're in, just you got to understand this, and I, and I don't know, I, I I see things and I view things differently than than everybody else. Just because you're in a tag team doesn't mean that you're you're not in the ring by yourself. I have to tag in my partner. I'm competing against whoever my opponent or my opponents are at that time. So even though you're in a tag team, you are always doing singles work until you put in that tag. So the transition was relatively uh, simple. Very simplistic. Um, and, you know, there was a time when my tag team partner uh, was hurt um, for a few years. And I had a, a, a very great singles run uh, by myself around 2004, 2005. So I had a taste of it beforehand. And I wrestled a lot of great singles wrestlers at that time. Um, so singles wrestling was a very easy transition. Interesting, interesting, interesting. I do gotta ask though, you've been singles for about a while now, but who has been that one opponent you still are craving for? You still want to get to as the king of New York as a singles competitor? There's many guys that I want to wrestle, but someone who uh, that I really want to get my hands on uh, is the main trainer for the house of glory school and that's amazing red i really want to get my hands on him and i want to show him who i am you know the fact of the matter is is that right now there's only one show in town that matters and that's house of glory in new york and i uh i do at some point in time when the time is right want to step foot in that ring if it's meant to be and if it is meant to be there's only one person in that company that I do want to wrestle in it's him for many reasons. Mm. That's a really good answer. Mike, did you have another question for the King? Um, yeah, I have another one. Uh, I wanted to ask, uh, I didn't, I don't want to get too personal with you, but you go ahead. Doing... I have nothing to hide, bro. So you could get as personal as you want that, you know, don't, don't feel like, uh, you need to bite your tongue because I'm, I never bite my tongue. I say what I want to say when I want to say it. Okay. Uh, I just wanted to, so you've been doing the tag team. You did the, you're, you're having a great singles run, but a lot of people don't know is that you actually have a son. Yeah. What is your, what is your son's reaction to like seeing you wrestle? And has there been any moments where like, he goes up to you and says like, that was a great match or like, I can't believe you're a wrestler. Like any type of moment like that. You know, the, the, my son, whose name is Elijah, his initials are EC. So he's EC Jr., Elijah Christian. A lot of people don't know that. But he's been very blessed to grow up 
in locker rooms, you know, um, ever since that he could remember, he was always around wrestling and he would always travel with me to shows on weekends. So for him, he, it's like the norm, I guess, you know, if, if that, if that makes sense. So the things that he gets yeah, off on, he gets off on meeting the legends, um, you know, meeting Rey Mysterio, meeting the Hardy Boys, meeting Kevin Nash, guys like that. Uh, you know, we laugh a lot. We laugh at a lot of things together. He he appreciates me being uh, who I am, which is the king of New York. As a dad, I'm I'm the same way. I'm I'm very stern, but we have a lot of laughs together, and uh, I adore him. Uh, you know. Whatever he wants, he he gets, and and that's the way it's always gonna be. But does he compliment me on matches and stuff? Of course, he always tells me, you know, what he likes, what he doesn't like. He tells me uh, what shows he enjoys going to, which which shows he doesn't enjoy going to, because he's a fan. Even though he's my son, he he loves wrestling, but he he has a different understanding of wrestling than most eleven year olds because it's explained to him differently and he sees things, you know, more from my perspective. So it, it, we have great conversations about it. And there's a, he knows a lot more than what most people think, but he enjoys every aspect. That's great too. Has there been any funny interactions with the other wrestlers with your son? Uh, you know, I get a little afraid sometimes, you know, people are such marks to the, uh, the King of New York persona uh, that they think it continues once I, I enter my car, once I leave a building. And, uh, you know, what I'm afraid of is that someone's going to be a wise-ass and I'm going to have to fuck them up. You know, that, that's the only thing that really worries me when it comes to him. But and he, he, he has a lot of, you know, the, the, the friends that I have in wrestling, he has a lot of great stories and, and great laughs with them. And, and they, uh, they truly appreciate him and his charisma. So... My only fear is that one day someone's going to try to get wise with him, and uh, I'm going to have to take him out real quick. It's a really wow. That's that's a really passionate answer. I do have a, a more recent question to ask you. Very, speaking of friends, you recently added a new member to your little posse, a man by the name of Miguel. How did you come across him? Well, it's funny that you say that because uh, you know everybody knows that Miguel. Um, migrated from Dominican Republic over to uh, the United States at a very young age. Uh, he, he didn't really know too much English um, when he got here and he, you know, his parents abandoned him at a very young age. He grew up in the streets and, you know, a few years back I saw a, a kid who was getting into fistfights with people in my neighborhood and uh, one time I had to break up a fight with one of my other colleagues and him. And I asked him what his name was. He told me his name was Miguel. And I started asking him to do little errands for me in the streets. And he became a, a very big confidant to me, someone that I could trust. And uh, the fact of the matter is that he has my back and he would do anything for the king of New York. So... He makes very good money working for the king. And that that's pretty much the story, or all I'm going to tell you about Miguel. Very good, Ray. You had mm. you you have the big question for the king. Mm, interesting. You bring up a good friend of yours. You bring up your confidant in Miguel. Well, I'm going to ask the hard hitting question because King, you've been in some controversy this week, and I have to flat out ask, 
What's happening with Pinky Sanchez? Pinky Ray, Sanchez. Right, right. Isn't that your cousin? What? <laughs> that, that's that's your real last name. Sanchez. Uh, King, just a question. <laughs> yeah, that we know for a fact that you're not related to that piece of shit. <laughs> Thank you, King. The fact of the matter is that guy is a piece of trash. That guy has disrespected me. He disrespected everything that I've done for him over the years. And I'm going to fuck him up. It, it, it's really that simple. You don't bite the hand that feeds you. I'm a god in New York. I, when I walk around, people respect me. They respect what I do. They know who I am. And I'm not going to have some freaking Herb think that he's going to be tough all of a sudden on Facebook. Smoke weed every day. Him. I'm going to handle him. And I'm going to run into him again really, really soon. It's so funny how I ran up on him yesterday and he wanted to pull a crowbar out. That's what pussies do. Mm. That's not what men do. This man right here, I don't need nobody to have my back. Because I have a solid right hand and I have a very solid left hand. I hurt people. That's what I do. So when I see him, I'm gonna I'm gonna take care of business. And it's gonna all it's gonna take is one punch, bro. I'm gonna knock this nigga out straight up. I, I don't understand why you wanna ask me about Pinky Sanchez, but the fact of the matter is is that I'm gonna handle business the way that only I can handle it. Real quick. You got knocked the fuck out, man. I got to ask, where does the beef, like, come from, like, exactly? Like, what did what did he do to piss you off so much? What did he do to piss me off? Uh, huh, a lot. It, you know, fact of the matter is that everybody knows that I trained Pinky Sanchez. I brought Pinky Sanchez into this business. Just like I brought Miguel into this business. But see, there's a difference between mm. Miguel and someone like Pinky Sanchez. There are people that are loyal to the people that brought you in, and then there are people that will stab you in the back because they're trying to be better than you. And that's what Pinky did. He crossed the line. You don't cross the line on the king. You know, people want to say, oh, why do you call yourself the king of New York? You guys don't, don't know. You don't know what I do when I leave buildings. All you see is the wrestling matches. I make a lot of money and I do a lot of things. And this guy was very disrespectful to me. And I don't need no goons to handle that. I'm not a punk. I handle my business on my own. That's what I do. I'm going to handle him. And I'm going to run into him again soon. And when I do, it's going to be lights out for that boy. I'm telling you. I'm guaranteeing I'm going to knock his block off. Mm. Well, there you go. That's the controversy that's been flying around. Thank you, King, for answering that. Now, to let's get to a lighter note because we don't want to be that kind of show that's just pissing off our guests. Let's get into another thing that you do like, King. How about those Knicks? How about those Knicks? <laughs> what about those Knicks? You know, <laughs> oh, I don't King. think so. <laughs> You wanna you 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 you, t you talked about you didn't want to piss off the king, and then you want to be a wise ass and make a remark about my team, the New York Knicks. <laughs> You're lucky 
that Phil Jackson is an absolute piece of trash because if he wasn't, you'd be carrying my bags right now to every single show that I've been going to for the last few months and for a full year. You were so lucky, Raymond, that you got away with what was going to happen to you, what your destiny was. (laughs) I told you your team wasn't going to make it. I remember. Uh, you, uh, th- there's there's videos uh, circling around the, the internet of you praying every <laughs> single day and night, praying that the Knicks would lose games. You don't know what was coming to you, jackass. Uh, you suck. Yeah, jackass. Do you, do, you, do you want to enlighten the viewers of what you're talking about? <laughs> yeah, me and your little jackass friend over there. <laughs> The law had a little side wager that if the New York Knicks made the playoffs, that he would be my Virgil for one year. (laughs) (laughs) I could see it now. Just just a sight of Ray Ramundo in a vest. (laughs) With a vest and no shirt on under the vest. Oh, Oh, It was going to be a very pleasant and beautiful sight. That's nasty. Not, not for us. Not for us. <laughs> but uh, uh, luckily, for, luckily for him, that didn't happen. But if you want to talk about my Knicks real quick, I, I like the direction that we're going in now. We're going towards the youth. We're going to become a very young team. I understand that we're not going to be competing for championships for a few years. But when we're ready, we're going to be very ready. So the fact of the matter is, is that I like the fact that Phil Jackson's gone. I like the fact that Carmelo Anthony has one foot out the door. He's done nothing but hurt my franchise. And it's all about Christoph Porzingis right now. That's who we're going to build our franchise around. And I'm looking forward to that. I agree with you on all of those. Phil Jackson sucked. Melo has one foot out the door. But is there any player that you would like to see play for your New York Knicks? A realistic player or just someone that I would love on the Knicks? Uh, kind of uh, both. Like, who do you think the Knicks would get when they do the trade for Melo? And who I would you personally would like, like to Eric, see? Realistically, I would like Eric Bledsoe as the point guard of the Knicks. I, I think that would be a great fit with the other players that we have on our team. You were going in the direction of, of running gun and uh, trying to outscore our opponents. But we also have some solid defenders on our team. And I think uh, when Melo's not on this team, this team is going to become a much hungrier team. They're going to become more of a team. And they're going to scrap to win games. And, mm. and that's what we want. When you're from New York, you need to scrap. You need to, you need to play hard. So uh, I'm looking forward to that. I would love what Russell Westbrook to be a Nick, but I, I don't think that would ever happen. But you never know. Yeah, yeah that's, a, that's, a, that's a fantasy for all, all Knicks fans. <laughs> Right. Well, sure. King, when you're ready again, we can bet again, and I'll still win because your next never gonna make it. Well, I now that you, see, I don't want to see you as Virgil, right? Stop it. Uh, I just want to keep proving King because the law is just that good. Well, congratulations on finally getting your permit. So you're halfway there from driving me to shows. So we all know that it's only a matter of time before you'll be driving me full time. Oh, by the way, <laughs> gas, gas is on you, buddy. Oh. oh. So, Mike, of course. Of course. 
So, King, not only did we have a bevy of questions for you, but the fine GAWP Nation came out in droves to ask you questions. So, Mike and Ray, take it away. Okay, here we go. First question from our fans. It is at hashtag deleted Tyler. He asked, King, what came first, the chicken or the egg? Oh, Lord. Next. Okay, there you go. I, Sorry, I had Tyler. a feeling you were going to say <laughs> Sorry, Tyler. Okay, next, from our fan Nova, she asks, pancakes or waffles, King? Oh. Pancakes all day. Oh. There we go, finally, a pancake. We get waffle in every other interview. Here we go. <laughs> next one. <laughs> okay. Next one from Jason Bob 87. He asks, <laughs> "Do you feel Jersey All Pro got the proper respect from the fans and from its peers?" Ooh, that's a that's a very rough question. I feel like Jersey All Pro had the respect uh, for a very long time. It was one of the top promotions in the country, and they were uh, some of the reason why a lot of names broke out in America. Kevin Owens, El Generico, uh, Jay Lethal, they gave his first start. Um, but Jersey All Pro is not the same since Fat Frank, the, the founder and owner, passed away. And I kind of feel like Jersey All Pro should be dead. Um, you can't have Jersey All Pro without Fat Frank. So that's just my opinion on it. But uh, Jersey All Pro uh, w was a great company, and I'm sure that if they – they do things the way that they were supposed to uh, when he was alive, that they could be a great company again. Great answer. Great answer. Another one from Jason Bob 87 as a member of the DRS. What were your three top rivals? Oh, oh that's easy. All money is legal. The SAT uh, and the Shaolin wrecking crew. Hmm. Perfect, perfect. Wait, am I reading this? Okay, this one's going to be another one of those to get the king angry. But, King, you know this guy very Fuck. well. Can I, ask, known... can, I, can I ask this one? You can go ahead, Ben, because I don't want to get the king angry again. Yeah, so I'll, you know, I'll take the bullet on this one. White boy going to die. Here we go. Um, JT Dunn asks, what was it like getting knocked the fuck out? Well, you should ask JT Dunn what it's like to hire a referee from Boston, Massachusetts to come referee my match. With the, <laughs> the fact of the matter is, is that when you hit a referee, you're supposed to get disqualified. Am I right or wrong? I mean, I've, I've only been watching pro wrestling my whole life. But whenever you lay a hand on a referee, isn't the match supposed to end in a disqualification? That is Correct. true. Very true. That is true. That's right. right. Let, let me ask you guys another question. Were you at the event? Yes. We yes, were. were. That's I, right. I know, for a fact that you guys were, I know for a fact that you guys were at the event. So let me ask you guys another question. Did JT Dunn hit a referee? That's right. Yes, he did. Yes. Well, technically, yes. No, technically, no, technically yes, he so did. Not, there's no technically in the wrestling. He either did or he didn't. Did he hit a referee? Yes, he did. Yes, he did. Therefore... Still, your pro wrestling magic world heavyweight champion, the king of New York. DC Negro. Next question. <laughs> Negro is right. I did record the match, and I, we have the proof. Ray, do we have any? Oh, politics. 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 Hey. hey. 
when oh, you like kiss ass, those are the things that happen. But you could go to the next question. Well, from fans, we are done. Fantastic. Those are our viewer questions. So thank you all to the GAWP Nation for sending us all those nice questions. And seeing how we're coming up on the 30-minute mark here, uh, I think it's time to just ask a few more questions from our side. I've been a little bit silent this one, so I'm just going to ask one question. Sir, um, you've been in wrestling a long time now, and where do you? And what is your goal? A lot of people see getting to WWE as their future. Some people see going to uh, maybe Evolve as their future. Some people see Ring of Honor as their future. What does the King of New York see as his goal for the near future? Let's say by 2020. 2020, let's say by 2018, I will be on television. And it doesn't matter uh, what company it's for. It's going to be whoever the highest bidder is. Everybody knows that right now the hottest commodity in pro wrestling is the King of New York, E.C. Negro. People talk about him every day. The wrestlers talk about him more than the fans do, and the fans talk about him all the time. So it doesn't matter where it is, but ideally, there's only one real show in town, and that's the WWE. So the King of New York would love, more than anything, to be at NXT and work my way to Raw or SmackDown. Oh! That's a really good answer, sir. And I do have one more question for you, and then I'll pass it off to Mike and Ray. To finish up, and this is a question I ask to all of our guests, whether in person or here, I ask them, um, if the EC Negro of 2017 could go back in time 10 years to his past self of, let's say, 2007 and give him one piece of advice, what would it be? Stop paying attention to the bitches and get focused on wrestling. That's what I would, that's what I would say. Uh, the, the, the fact of the matter is, is that back then, you know, my eye wasn't on the prize. So at the end of the day, when you're in this business, you have to be completely focused on the task at hand. I was extremely talented. I was in all the right locker rooms. I was in the ring of honor, uh, locker room when it had its best roster. AJ Styles, Homicide, CM Punk, Samoa Joe, Brian Danielson, Christopher Daniels, Dan Mop. I could go on and on. I was in those locker rooms, and I was being looked at, but I was too busy partying and having a good time. So if 2017 Negro could tell 2007 Negro something, he wouldn't even say anything. He would just slap the shit out of him and tell him to wake up and get focused on the task at hand. You better... Yeah, perfect from the king, perfect. Well, I'll do my last question to end it up. Wait, uh, mine isn't a question. I guess it's more of a statement toward the king. And it's basically, like you've stated, you've helped a lot of the boys in the business, and I'm one of those, and I just have to say thank you, king. You're very welcome. It. Because the king is not lying when he said he's helped those young boys. And to me, I'm still a young boy in this business, haven't seen half of what the king has had, and politics is an annoyed part of this business, so that's all I have to say. Thank you, King. Where can, the where can the fans find you, King? Social media. Wait, Mike, Mike, has to, Mike has to say one thing before we let him. Oh, no, well, yeah. I'm good. You sure? I asked him if I No, I'm sure. Okay, I'm sure. <laughs> all right. Uh, you can find me on Instagram, the King of New York, 14, Snapchat, EC Negro, K-O-N-Y. 
You can find me on uh, Facebook, the King of New York, EC Negro. And on the and I'm not big on the Twitter gimmick, but I do have a Twitter. I, I have to get more into that. I just find it boring. I like to talk a lot of shit, and 140 characters isn't enough for me to talk. So uh, you can find me on uh, Twitter as well as EC Negro, uh, King of NY. All right, well, there you go. There you guys have it. So once again, thank you so much, King of New York, for gracing us with your presence. And before we let you go, is there anything you want to say to the people listening at home on their uh, audio devices? The or fact pinky. of the matter is, is that I keep on doing what I'm doing. Whether you like me or you don't like me, you have no choice but to respect me because I am great at what I do. Continue to watch because I'm going to shock the wrestling world in the next few months. The New York You're going to see that everything that I say comes to pass. Because if there's one thing that the King of New York says, it's the truth. Whether people like it or they don't like it, I tell it like it is. And I'm telling you, I will get to the finish line very soon. Perfect. Thank you again, Fuck King. The New York Knicks. And with that, that was our guest, E.C. Negro, the king of New York. We will be right back with more of the General Admission Wrestling Podcast's 40th episode and season one finale special. We will be right back after these commercials. DJ, take us away. Fuck the New York Knicks. your boy rick flair telling you fine general admission wrestling podcast fans that i am back with a new business venture Woo! i am opening rick flair's waffle house because if there's one thing in this world that i love more than titties drinking at bars and airports and divorce it's crispy delicious waffles covered in syrup that's right. I've decided to open the Nature Moore Ric Flair's Waffle House in, in beautiful West Bumblefuck, New Jersey. Woo! And if you don't believe me that these waffles are delicious, you can ask my good friend, the American Dream, Dusty Rhodes. Ooh, that's right, baby. I don't come back from the great to tell you how fucking delicious with these waffles out, baby. I'm going to get funky like a monkey after I eat three plates of these waffles, baby. Woo, baby. And if you don't believe me, you can ask my friend, Seamus O'Shea, all the way from Ireland, baby. Oh, I have to say these waffles are fucking delicious. Ric Flair, you horny old bastard and fucking Dusty Rhodes, you dead piece of shit. I love you and I love these fucking waffles. But you know what I love more than these waffles? What's that? What's that? What do you love more than these waffles, Seamus? I say to myself, I love the General Admission Wrestling Podcast. The General Admission Wrestling Podcast, baby. Them there wacky boys from Queens, New York who do that wrestling podcast every week. They're taking a break for a little bit, baby. But if you want to listen to the past episodes, you can go to Podtastic, Stitcher Radio, iTunes, and TuneIn Radio. And you can find all those wonderful episodes. But Rick, where can they find all those good social media? Well, my friend, I'm glad you asked. You can find on their social media woo at twitter at the g-a-w-p show woo and you can also find them on facebook you can find them there at the general admission woo podcast and that's right and if you want to cover your fat male nudity like my friend 
Dusty Rhodes over here. You can cover it with a fine GAWP t-shirt from their Team Public store at tpublic.com slash GAWP. Forget the fucking, it's just the P. And you can go get yourself an Avenging Ben t-shirt, that fat piece, and that fat piece of shit Riri Mundo t-shirt, and that drunk bastard Mike, the whole milk fucking Mike's t-shirt. You can get that one too. And you can- Look who's talking. I will find you and I will fucking kill you, you piece of shit. But to that aside, me, Dusty Woods, and Ric Flair all agree you should go and follow the GAWP and follow that social media so you know when they're back from their hiatus. So now we get drunks to do our commercial. Oh, wait a minute! Wait a minute, Leo! Wait a minute, this Bill Cosby, and I want to say that Dusty Rhodes sounds a lot like me. See, maybe he likes the jello pudding. No, oh, Dusty, baby. I don't want to do with Dusty, you were some bitch. Do you root for girls too? Ah, oh, Dusty, you were a motherfucker, man. Yo, look at some waffles, man. Look at some waffles. You don't get out of here, Bill Cosby. Get the hell out of here. Go back to hell where you belong, man. Alright, toodaloo. I swear to God, I'm so happy we're going on break for a little bit. Why? Because then we get fucking Bill Cosby coming up in here. I don't want nothing to do with Bill Cosby. The reputation of this show is shot enough. What about your good friend Forrest Gump? Okay, Forrest Gump is okay, but I don't want nothing to do with no Bill Cosby. You know what I Wait, do want? Wait, but I, had a, I have a friend from the south of the border that wants to say hi. Oh, is Ooh. this this? Can I bring him? Can I bring him in? Sure. I, I, I he swam all the way. I remember him from the heel turn days. Yeah, he swam all the way from that shit show all the way here. Well, can I bring him in? Sure, go sure. ahead. See, si, senor. Hold on, hold on. Let me find him. Wait. Orale, now, come, let's go, let's go. Orale, G-A-W-P. This is your good friend, Pepe. Quiero decirles a you. I'm back. Wait, what do you mean they're quitting? Or... Okay, so this is my last show. Thank you, everybody. <laughs> what are you laughing, Tubby? I don't like milk. I like cervezas. Okay, thank you, everybody. And fuck you, Trump. Okay, there goes my buddy. I can't remember his name. Mike, do you remember him? Uh, Pepe. Oh, I or think it was it, Pepe. I don't remember. Or is it, or is it Pepe? I can't remember. Well, we have, a, we have a Mexican. We have an Irishman. We have Ric Flair doing our commercials. Oh, God. And Forrest Gump. And Dusty Rhodes. Well, this is the, those are forty episodes, folks. And That's now Bill damage. Cosby. And Bill Cosby. Oh God! Thank God we're taking a break. Yep. But before uh, we do wrestling, let's talk about some wrestling news. But before that, oh my God, there was fucking tons of news this week. Holy shit! But there was some news coming from our end of things. For those who don't know. We attended WWE Great Balls of Fire at... Wait, we did? Uh, yeah, oh. we did. We attended WWE Great Balls of Fire, a screening of it at oh, Legends okay. and oh, I, oh, I was going to oh. say, wait, we went to... When did we... 
Yeah, we did. I drugged you both, and I took you there. Oh, you pulled the A-team on us, Ben. You gave us some injections. We don't remember getting on the plane. Exactly. No, we just got there. But while we were there, I had... I wonder why my butt hurts. See, folks, if you're not as old as us, you wouldn't get that A-team reference. I'm sorry. But while we were there, I happened to score an interview with former NXT tag team champion and former WWE superstar, former member of the Vaude Villains, Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, witness the debonair devastation of a such exquisite sophistication. He is a former half of the Vaude Villains. I got an interview with Simon Gotch. Ooh, Simon Gotch. So I cannot wait for you guys to hear what I had to ask and talk about with Mr. Uh, Simon Grimm. It is who he's now going by. That's going to be a hell of a lot of fun. Now that we got that out of the way, let's talk about some wrestling news. Holy oh, shit. God. There's too much news to, to cover this week. Let's this, is our, this, is our big, this is our big show. We're going off with big news. You want to start with Friday with Let's start, off with some, let's start off with oh. something light before we get into the real unpleasant news topic. Let's talk about Austin Aries. Who boy. Yay! What a Mike, shocker. I'm, Mike, I'm going to let you take this one. So on Friday afternoon, WWE.com put out an article saying that Austin Aries has been released and they wish him the best in his future endeavors. Now, there's two sides to look at this. One, he either asked for his release, or the WWE just flat out fired him. I'm gonna go with the first three. I he thought that wrong. was that was the reaction. Though. I believe, I think it is, but here's why he probably asked for his release. He was drowning in the 205 cruiserweight division. Can we all agree on that? Yeah. But yep. let's see. His trilogy with Neville was so fucking good. And he lost all of them. And not even that, but the, the one complaint he, he had for a couple of months was that his match from WrestleMania on the kickoff wasn't even featured on the DVD in the Blu-ray. So he doesn't get residuals from it. Correct. Yep. It's ridiculous. That was that was like probably like the first strike of Aries not being pleased, and also the consistency of him winning on TV, but not winning on the big pay per views, well semi big pay per views, but basically made him look like a jobber. <laughs> a little bit, yeah. Did he have good matches? Yes. yes. Uh, he had great matches, which is why. I still think of his uh, takeover match with uh, Nakamura about a year ago. That match was fantastic. I loved that match. And I loved his matches with Neville. I loved his matches on 205 Live. I, I loved all those. I thought he was doing good stuff, but it just wasn't meant to be, I guess. Well, sadly, now he's back to the indies. Which well, is a good thing for us, because now we'll get to see him, hopefully. Well, I Michael, think this all... I think this also like shows us that certain talents aren't fit for WWE. Like, like we think Austin Aries is perfect for it, but it turns out he's not. And God, God forbid, any of these new people that they're bringing in right now, we'll have to 
wait and see what happens with speaking when the main roster. Speaking of mm. which, a perfect segue into our next little bit of news right here. For those who don't know, two former Ring of Honor tag team champions, former Ring of Honor television champion, and a former ROH World heavyweight champion, former IWGP tag team champions, made their respective debuts in NXT very recently. Bobby Fish and just yesterday, Kyle O'Reilly have made their NXT debuts. Red Dragon is officially in WWE. Ray, what do you think? Oh, my God. I'm glad that it's finally official. Now everyone knows. Because remember, we were in the indie scene last month during PCWs, and then there were eight, where sadly Bobby Fish had to cancel and was was forced to not attend our event. So from there, we were wondering, where, where was Bobby Fish? Why could he not attend the show? Why could he not face his scheduled opponent? Turns out, he was in Florida. We find out this week, oh, he was in Florida, all right. And that was NXT. So I can't be any happier to see that Bobby Fish is in NXT and now Kyle O'Reilly joining him. Could a Red Dragon reunion happen under the WWE banner? Ooh. Mike, what do you think? Uh, I, agree with, I agree with Ray on everything. Uh, Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly finally going to NXT. We'll, we'll have to wait and see, like I said before. But um, it's a big coup for NXT because they got another tag team. Now, if they don't want to put them in a tag team in the reform Red Dragon, they're very valuable as singles competitors as well. Kyle O'Reilly, fucking uh, mixed martial artist, and Bobby Fish, a great technical wrestler. They can flourish on their own, but I think the big money is in a tag team with these two, and they could feud with Authors of Pain, Sanity, um, any other tag teams that they bring along in the future. But we'll have to wait and see. And they both had... And you know what's funny, too, is that both of their debuts in NXT was both against Aleister Black. So it's obviously they see something in these guys, and that's why they put them against uh, one of their one of their pet projects right now in NXT and Aleister Black. They're Not really even just hot. that. Their style is the same, though. Remember, Aleister Black is that mixed martial arts style, so it's the best match to show off to the NXT crowd. Because a lot of them may not know who Kyle O'Reilly are or Bobby Fish. They may not be that smart to the indie scene. So like, okay, let's show, let's have the perfect clash of style between a Red Dragon member, Tommy N. Red Dragon member, Tommy N. What's funny is that I don't know why I picked this out watching both of their debuts. They each had a Titantron with the opposite color of what they were actually wearing. Bobby Fish's was a blue Titantron, red attire. Kyle Riley, red Titantron, blue attire. What the hell? Uh, uh, I, I really don't pay attention to that. I, I guess it's just... I, I, it was just funny because I'm like, wait a second. Did they forget who was coming out when? <laughs> because it was like, they should have had each other's Titantron while wearing the attire they were wearing. I don't think of it as that way. I think it's... Well, let's think about this for a second. NXT really didn't hype up both of these debuts. They just randomly show up because think of like when they did with James Storm, like countless others when they showed up on NXT. Which gets that, an, a natural reaction though. <laughs> right, and it's a genuine surprise because they're probably sick of the crowd and they see Alistair Black come out and like, okay, here we go, squash match. Then 
the Titan Shrine pops up and it says Bobby Fish or Kyle O'Reilly, and they're thinking, oh my God, we're actually seeing something new, something fresh with, yep. with great wrestlers. Oh, O'Reilly! So, now, sometimes the Need Always. Always. In those instances. Always. Do we not like the Full Sail crowd at all? They suck. They always suck. So, Ben, Ben, if I told you that they might be moving out of Full Sail, which which is not true yet, but if they did, you'd be doing cartwheels in front of your house. (laughs) (laughs) The cartwheels have commenced, folks. The cartwheels have commenced. So as of right now, they just made their singles debuts. Nothing is confirmed yet. We'll wait and see on the weekly shows on Wednesdays if, if they actually promote Kyle O'Reilly. Maybe we'll see that. Wee! Um, I'm not sure, but <laughs> okay, th- Ben's happy about Red Dragon coming. But there's potential. Oh, there's potential there, and I think their buddy, who they fought. Oh, a lot in Ring of Honor is going to be showing up in Brooklyn. I said he's Are you talking about Chicago. a future show? <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's coming, and also another new NXT signing. Leo Rush is now part of the NXT roster. The man of the hour. Which, I did get to see one of his last indie Ash. matches on Saturday. I got to see one of his last matches at HOG, Never Trust a Snake. Oh, yes, you did. You got to see him lose his title, sadly. Sadly. Which I did see him in a title match where he failed as well. Well, it does come with some good news because at CZW Once in a Lifetime, it will be the final chapter in Leo Rush's book. It will be Leo Rush versus the bad boy Joey. Joey! Joey! Okay, Ben is excited about that match. <laughs> I'm slowly but surely becoming a really big fan of Well, CZW was great this weekend, so become but a fan can... of the whole promotion, Ben. Yes, Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish have made it to the WWE. It's like, I gotta say, Kyle O'Reilly, Bobby Fish deserve to be in WWE a hell of a lot more than Alberto Del Rio, the next subject <laughs> of our next bit of news. What are you talking about? He's a very talented man. He's the current global force in TNA World. Wait, I mean just global force. Whatever their name is. Can I I tell you guys something? RGAWP Heavyweight Championship made out of cardboard and duct tape, which is currently in the hands of a man named Matt the Daddy Koffler. It should be mine. We means more. Means more than the Global Force Wrestling Heavyweight Championship. Even more so now that it's on the shoulders of a potentially coked-out asshole who may be abusing his girlfriend. We don't know at the time of this re- of this recording. For those who don't know, this is where we bring the tone down just a little bit. There is comedy to be found here, but this is a very serious subject. Lots, lots of comedy. <laughs> yeah, let's how do you make that. comedy out of this situation? Yeah, this let's, is... how do you make comedy out of spout out of like? It's the general admission wrestling podcast. We can make anything fucking funny. No, we can't, because this is just sick to think if it's actually happening. For because those who don't this know. This weekend, those, the story has been so twisted. For those who explain don't. What we're me- okay, explaining the story is a little bit difficult because it's come from, like, three different sources. So let's just go through them. Let's just go through what's happened at its core. Very recently at 
at an airport. It was reported, for those who don't know, for the longest time, for at least a few, a long month, a few, many months now, Paige, uh, former Divas champion, has been seeing former WWE heavyweight champion and former WWE employee, uh, no longer, for the sake he was fired twice, uh, Alberto uh, Del Rio, now known as Alberto Del Patron. And very recently, very recently, it came out that they had a little bit of an incident at an airport. Where, where was this airport at? I'm, I don't see that anywhere listed. That's the funny thing. It wasn't released least where, where this actually occurred. So at an airport, TMZ Sports obtained audio of a dispute. It was announced that Alberto de Rio had it was being detained for a domestic dispute in public against a girl. And people were thinking, is it Paige? And she immediately jumped on social media to say, no, it's not me. Thanks for respecting our private life. We're very much in love or whatever. And it's like, but then TMZ Sports releases this audio of Paige basically saying, I'm trying to get away from you. Like, you're, you're horrible. And like Alberto Del Rio says, basically... He says, like, I'm going to call the police on you. He says, I'm pressing charges against you. You're pressing charges against yourself. He says, I press charge, And then Paige is like, press charges if it gets me the fuck away from you. And so basically the two sides of the story is that Alberto Del Rio is saying that apparently somebody might have thrown a drink in his face. And that's why he was so pissed. And then Paige had gotten news about a relative being sick. And that's why she was crying. There was a, there's an yep. eyewitness photo of her crying outside. And then, very recently, I believe just yesterday, Paige released a, a statement explaining how, like, she was pissing him off and how they were just having a fight. But here's, this is where I play conspiracy theory here for a second. We don't have all the information yet. We, don't, we can't make a big judgment call about what's going on here. This could be abuse. It couldn't be. But in a situation like this, you got to look for the pieces that fit versus the pieces that don't. And if you really look at all three or four of these stories from Alberto's perspective, from Paige's perspective, from the eyewitnesses, and you sort of piece together all the key details, you kind of get a very ugly picture here. See, if you read the language in which Paige wrote her statement, it's very clear she's hiding something. It's very, you guys know what I mean? The way she's... Um, it's defensive, yeah. It's very defensive because... Sadly to say, in law, because again, I, it's not a gimmick. I actually do study law. And a lot of these cases are when domestic violence does occur and abuse does occur, they're more timid toward going back to it. They're here's used the fun to that thing. abuse. I so wanted to, I, I agree with what you're saying. They're used to the abuse. But like, here's why I agree with you a lot. You make a good point by saying that because if you read her statement, which is actively, which is readily available on her Twitter at RealPageWWE right now. Unless it's been deleted. <laughs> it has not been deleted yet, so it's been screen capped a dozen times. I'm not going to read the whole thing right now because that would take too long, but you got to read the key things here. Like, Alberto didn't want to say the full story. And things like, you say, I say I'm leaving. He says something that I'm right here. And he says, I say I'm leaving. And he says something that I won't write on here but it wasn't nice. And even though I shouldn't have done it, I threw a drink in his face. Now, here's the thing. She says, even though I shouldn't have done it. 
And then here she goes on to say, it was me who was being held for battery charges because I threw a drink at him. He never touched me. It was me all along, Dario. Yeah, but like, here's the thing. So if you really pay attention to the language of how she's writing this, you can tell that whenever she gets a little bit close to like blaming him for something, she backtracks and sort of blames herself. That's what I'm saying. That's what I mean. Which is that's very usually, textbook, that's, which is very textbook of people in toxic, mind warping relationships. Which is sad to say because it, that's how it usually goes toward is that they blame everything toward themselves because that's what they feel is right. Because that's what abusers usually put in their victim's head is, no, this is happening because you choose. This is your fault and this is why it's going to happen and continue to happen. It's not what I'm doing. It's basically... You're the one that's making me do this, which is sad to say because maybe it is true now. And even now it was brought up, maybe she was defending herself when allegedly Alberto was stabbed a few months ago. There was never a police report. So they're saying, what if Paige was the one that stabbed just to defend herself? Again, there's a lot of gray areas and a lot of unknown variables in this story. But when there are updates and when the story has been made more clear, we'll certainly post and share about the information so that you find people are kept in the loop. So, Mike, before we move on to the next story, what do you think of this whole Paige Del Rio debacle? It's, honest to God, this has been the most annoying couple in wrestling in fucking years. And to think about this, it's been a fucking year since since these two got together. It was right around this time when they started dating. And that's when I think, it's like bullshit after bullshit. Del Rio gets stabbed with no police to report. Paige's nudes get leaked, and then she gets all pissy. Fucking um, Del Rio nonstop bashing WWE. It's it's like it's so toxic. There's a wedding ring, and they're not even fucking married. When is that happening? Did they get married in private? She got she got his name tattooed on her like on her side. Oh my god! Well, his name his name tattooed. It's. How old is this girl now? Like 24, 25? Yeah, something like that. Honest to God, the, the phrase, she's young and stupid, is not even appropriate anymore. She knows what she's doing. She, honest to God, doesn't give a fuck anymore. Why is WWE consistently, why do they have her under contract still? Just get rid of her. She's toxic. Even if you bring her back, there's going to be tons of, there'll be tons of bullshit that WWE is going to get in receipt. The chants are going to be ridiculous for Brad Maddox or whatever the fuck they're going to feel like chanting. This woman's career, her wrestling career, is over. Now, with Del Rio, the, here's the problem. He's on television weekly. Now, granted, not, any, not anymore. Not anymore. Grant, they suspended now, him. I know, but Grant, but before that. Granted, he's on a television network that nobody possibly really doesn't fucking have. He has a belt that nobody gives two shits about. He's in a company that nobody... Thinks that people think is fucking dead. Yep. And it's like these two, like, and, and the only way these two get in the news is by having a fucking fight in an airport. I feel like they're doing this for, for publicity because they feel like, oh, they're not talking about us, so let's just do something. Like, fucking give me a knife, I'll fucking stab you. Like, that type of shit. No, I don't think these- it's even that, though, because then that would be even. Oh, I hope. Oh, I hope not. But I'm just saying that's if there's there's going to be 
some conspiracy theorists that think that. But honest to God, these two are toxic. And if they listen to this, I, I don't care. If, 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 if Paige's mom wants to come after us for what we're saying, fine, let her do it. But we're, listen, listen here, listen here, listen here, payaso. You I do not like what you were saying about me and me amor. You know what? Opinion. I'll say it in Spanish. This is for Alberto. No sea un bruto y si estás atacando a tu mujer, sea hombre y para de hacerlo, cabrón. There you go. That's for Alberto. That's my opinion on it because if he is a man, stop hitting your woman and be a man up and stop doing bullshit. That's all I want to say, and let's move on to the next topic because we're giving yeah. them more publicity. The, the fuck off. Basically. And, and let's move on to some more happy news. It's it's hot. It's summertime, which means only one thing. We That P-Dub Pro Wrestling Gorillas Battle of Los Angeles 2017 Ooh. is right around the corner, ladies and gentlemen. One of the biggest and most celebrated clusterfuck tournaments of the of the wrestling year is slowly approaching, and you got and it's finally time to place your bets because the full list of opponents has been released. So I'm just gonna rattle these off. And Mike, I know for a fact you don't know who a few of these guys are, but that's okay because we do, at, and at, we'll at, fill at, you at, in. At, at least six of them, I don't fucking know. Yeah, because we were speaking on this earlier. Because finally, the full list was revealed, and Mike's like. Uh, I know, I know. I don't know them all, but, but only six. I don't fucking know. So ben, I okay. will, but Go we ahead. will fill you in, and I will take you down the list, and I will yep. give you a one little description. The first member of the Battle of Los Angeles 2017 is the brand new, as of this recording, Progress Atlas champion. It's Big Fucking Walter. God, Walter this has dude been is a machine. Hell? Walter, he's a big. <laughs> He's a big motherfucker who's been tearing it up in Progress Wrestling recently. I believe we're, we might see him at Progress NYC, which we'll be attending on August 12th. Come on down and say hi. And mm -hmm. so you'll be able to see, you'll get a, a front row seat for what he's capable of. And next up, speaking of big men, another man is going to be appearing at Progress NYC. It's your boy. It's Don. Feast your eyes. It's Donovan Dijak. Oh, I feast my Ooh. eyes and I like what I see. This Don guy, he is a prospect in this tournament because Dijak is finally going to, to PWG. Who knows? This may be one of his last stops before NXT. Yes, thank you, Ray. Mm. You finally agree with me on something. Speaking, <laughs> of, speaking of tournaments and speaking of possible prospects, next up is the winner of the Super Strong Style Series 16 from this past from this past from this past few months ago, it's the Kiwi Buzz saw Travis fucking Banks, the third entrant in this year's Bola. I know Can't him. He's a good submission expert. He's going to be good. Number of submissions work in PWG. Totally. He's like, he's, he's like a younger version of Doug Williams. If you think Wait, Ben, it. can I do this next one? Because I want to say it. I want to say his tagline. Because all of you better get ready to bask in his glory. glory. Because it's the next participant is Keith Lee. He's in, he's in a lot of tournaments because he was just announced today as well. He's going to be in the WCPW US bracket. Oh, so I'm looking forward, has, I am looking forward to that. has an opportunity to win not just one, but two tournaments. Keith Lee is really becoming... Lee. He's becoming like a breakout star of the summer. He's becoming mm -hmm. this gener... He's really becoming this generation's Ernie Ladd. Uh, Ernie Ladd? Ernie Ladd, okay. yeah. Okay, that's a, that's, a, that's a good reference, Ben, but I don't think our fans know who he is. 
Go watch, go watch a wrestling match earlier than 1980, you freaking millennial fucks. Yeah, way to go, Ben. Next, you just killed our crowd. Like 12 or 13, and you just referenced Ernie. They should know who this next guy is. Wait, if you're 12 or 13 years old, you should be watching this. this. Why you listen to this? These are grown people cursing and drinking and smoking. (laughs) Turn us off. We're not smoking. Make sure you keep the download. We're not smoking. Next Are participant. we? <laughs> Next participant. Oh, he... oh, I don't know about yesterday. Ben was fucking doing some stupid shit on Facebook. But we'll <laughs> I was. I was. For those who don't know, I got no, 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 but and, he's worked everywhere else. He's good. And next, good talent, but works for a shitty company. And next well, up, the man, one, another man who NXT right, unfortunately misused. But he's been back on the indies for a while now, and he's been yep. tearing it the fuck up. Arguably having one of the best runs of his career. We've had the pleasure of seeing this guy live. Seeing this guy live. I just saw him Saturday guys, too. Ladies and gentlemen, if you want, you may, uh, you may know him on Lucha Underground as Jeremiah Crane, but to us, we will always know him as Sammy. Fucking Callahan, he is rounding off this tournament at number six. Oh my god, I'm glad Sammy's in this tournament. He just had a hell of a match on Saturday against Desmond Xavier. They were on opposing teams, and Sammy still has it. I can't wait to see what he does. Ray, you sound so excited. Calm the fuck down. Calm your tits. I like Sammy Callahan. Sorry. I know the DJ does as well. Calm your tits. And next up is, speaking of people who have grown outside of their WWE personas, we've seen this man live before. He was one of my favorites back in his prime in WWE, and he is still a pretty damn good high-flying wrestler. Ladies and gentlemen, it is reborn Matt Seidel. He likes to smoke. He does. You could say he smokes weed every day. I'm I'm indifferent on Matt Seidel, really. Good really? Ta- You're not a fan of Matt Seidel, are you? No, here's the thing. He's a great talent, but I've seen a lot of guys who do a lot of flips, and he just he just like he gets lost in the mix a lot. You know what it is? Matt uh, Mike's just offended that he lied. Why did Matt Seidel lie to us? <laughs> oh, oh, why did he not admit that he got? Why arrested? would you bring that up? Oh, this is what got you mad because I remember when he came to oh, HOG. This is your point. Motherfucker <laughs> got arrested in Japan, and meanwhile he's on Twitter saying he's in fucking Hawaii. You, fu- oh, okay, let's next, get Mike happy because Mike. No, oh, Mike, you're, oh, Mike, you're gonna be happy. The next, Your dad's coming next next. in in PWG's battle of Los Angeles. He's not a man; he's a machine. Yeah, it's Brian. Brian. Okay, the DJ is and next up is... Wait, maybe you're a fan of his partner because Brian Cage is one half of the unbreakable effing machines. It's unbreakable. Michael Elgin. No? No uh, fans of Michael Elgin? I'm a f- no, I like Michael Elgin, but I feel like he gets lost in the mix too as well. Mike, there's too many guys to go in the mix. You're going to get lost sometimes. No, I'm talking about like when you look at like, um, the landscape of like indie... Uh, Indie wrestling and like New Japan stuff. Michael Elgin is usually like the like the one name that pops up in the middle. Like he's well, not he just top. had a great match with Kenny Omega at G One. 
Oh, I know Those that. Knee, but, that but chain he, was amazing. He, he's, he's not considered a top guy, but he's considered one of the like upper mid He's a good mid-card, yeah. He's a good right. mid-card guy. Right. And next very, up, very talented, though. Very talented. Next up, he has been taking the Lucha World by storm. It is Penta El Cero Miedo. It's Pentagon Junior. Stop with stop with that. <laughs> you guys get mad at me when I call him Pentagon Junior, and now you're telling me I'm wrong. When have we ever gotten mad? When have we said mad for saying Pentagon Junior? All the time. Line as Cerro Miedo. Ben, ben, but just get, call him Pentagon Junior, please. I get mad at you for stupid shit. Not this. Or okay. for butchering names. At least you pronounce the right name. And the next person, it's Pentagon is fucking a, Junior, not Penta L Zero M, whatever the yeah, fuck. Yeah. The next one, he's going under a different name as well, but we're just gonna use the name he did. On Lucha Underground, because PWG announced him as Ray Horace, it's Dra- Dragon Azteca Jr. Dragon Azteca Jr. is going to be tearing it up in the Battle of Los Angeles. But next up, he is a personal favorite of mine, ladies and gentlemen, as the man of a thousand lives. It is Ray Phoenix. Phoenix. Just Phoenix. Just Phoenix. Just Phoenix. Phoenix. No Just Ray. Phoenix. He's All not right. Ray Mysterio. The only Ray is Ray Mysterio. Speaking of which, Ray Ramundo. And also, we have. Coming from the you cut yourself, asshole. But coming from across the pond, we have two gentlemen who we know very well. One of which I'm just gonna sing it, brother. Whoop. We have Oh Zach Saber Junior. Oh Zach Saber Junior. And next whoop. up, of wait, course. Wait, hold on, hold on. Zach Saber Junior is a champion, correct? For PWG? No. Actually, he was he's not anymore. He lost he, it to Chucky e. T. He's no longer oh. he's no longer Zacky three belts. Nope. Sorry, he's Zacky two belts. He's only Zacky two thank belts. You. <laughs> but next up, <laughs> but next up, it's the winner of last year's Battle of Los Angeles. It's whoop, whoop. the villain Marty Skrull. Whoop, 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 whoop. And then after that, we have a we have we have <laughs> nothing a, else to add. Just whoop whoop. Whoop, whoop fucking whoop. And next well, up that's for caveman. Whoop fucking And whoop. next next up it's a caveman. He is a former TNA X Division champion and the man who cut us well, cut one of our first drops for the show and a damn fine one at that. It's Trevor fucking Lee. He's I related. saw him on Saturday as well. Great guy. He's re- he's related to Keith Lee, right? No. No. I know he just one's had a white. great match on Saturday. I, I know one's white and one's black, but come on. Speaking of Keith Lee, we just saw him a few weeks ago at Evolve take this man to the absolute limit. He is a he is a, the current w, the WWN yeah, heavyweight right. <laughs> heavyweight champion, and he is the former. He is he the seems former. So pro- confused. No, the you know what it is pro- because the announcer even said the WWE. I'm like, wait, what? When did he win that? Bro. It's Matthew. It's Matthew. You're kidding me, bro. It's Matt Riddle. It's Matt Riddle. Bro. 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 Where's RVD to go do? <laughs> and next up, ladies and gentlemen, it would not be a tournament if it wouldn't be a party if you didn't invite this guy. He has taken Will Ospreay to the limit a dozen times. You may know him on Lucha Underground as Prince Puma, ladies which and gentlemen. Wait, what? Wait, what? Which he, which he fucking hates. Next up, ladies He's and gentlemen, Prince Puma? It's, it's Ricochet. Oh. He's not Prince Puma, bad. No. And speaking of men who go hold by... On, hold on, I will mention this about him, because he, he was on the uh, New Japan G1 USA special, and he came out and basically talked shit about Lucha Underground, saying, if it wasn't for that fucking promotion, I would have been the E right now. Which is sad to think, 
God damn it, Lucha Underground. You killed his career. True. They got, they got, uh, he doesn't do the Prince Puma gimmick outside because then he'd be really fucked. I don't think you, he can because that's their trademark. That's why Dragon Azteca has to be Ray Horace in PWG. And I think why that's all, Phoenix I, and Penta are going I, under Ray Phoenix and Penta Lizero Miedo. Well, I think that's also another reason why they never had Prince Puma talk on Lucha Underground because they knew if they put a mic in his hands, he'd be like, get me out of this fucking hellhole. I want to go to the big <laughs> Well, and here's another guy from Lucha Underground. Who also hates his other persona. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> it's Jeff Cobb. Does he really? Okay, Matanza. Oh, he, ha- he, ha- he hates Matanza. Yep. What the fuck is happening here? Why is everybody hating the one thing that they're getting famous for? Well, one of the things that they're getting famous for. Because quite honestly, like they, when you're in Lucha Underground, you can't leave until the episodes with you have all aired. And no, Ricochet... They're under like a seven-year contract, aren't they? No, uh, technically you're only under contract with them until all of your episodes have aired. Yep. Oh. So if you film something, you can't do anything else until those episodes air. Because it would look weird if one week they're on WWE TV and all of a sudden they're on Gucci on the. Yeah. Okay. I see. I see. Yeah, I see. Now their contract. I see. It's different the than. Yeah. So basically, it's different from when Prince Puma has basically filmed the rest of season three, and I think that's it. Unless they start shooting season four, and he's fucking dragged back to hell. I think he's only on for season three. So once the last of season three airs, I think he can officially wrap it up there. But after, yes, Jeff Cobb. By the way, we're not saying we're not saying Luchon the God sucks. It's just saying that the situation with the wrestlers. Sucks. They have some practices we don't necessarily agree with. This is going on a while, so let's just do these rapid fire. Next up, this man tore it up in the Super Strong Style series, even going over on White Lightning Mark Andrews, also known as Mandrews. It's Flamita. You may not know him, but he's a great Who luchador. Who the fuck is fuck Yes, he is. He's a great he's luchador. Great. Oh, and next up is one, of my, is one of my personal favorites right now. It's Flash Morgan Webster from Progress Wrestling. Flash Morgan. I feel like I've heard that name before, but I need to get a refresher. You need to watch Progress, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm, I'm going to, August 12th. And yes, next up, uh, Ray, I'm going to let you take this one because I think you might know this guy better than I do. Okay, this one is Sammy Guerva, another luchador. His style to me is a little different. It's a little weird. Well, we'll see what he do in the American style at uh, PWG at Bola. Let's see where he goes. Ben, you're up next because you know this guy very well. Next up, it is Mark fucking Haskins, former Progress heavyweight champion. Love Mark Haskins. He's had some amazing matches in Progress, and okay, I cannot I, wait. Okay, I've heard, I've heard of Mark Haskins. Yay! And I Ray, know someone. And, Ray, you can take this next one, and then I will read off the last one. Ray, take it away. Okay, this one is, I'm hoping I pronounce it correctly, Jonah Rock. No, he is not the Rock. Don't start making the jokes now. He is another great talent. He's going to bring something interesting to Bola. Who knows? It's usually those guys you don't predict that make it far in PWG at Bola. So, Jonah Rock may rock the tournament. And the final per- and the final member of this stacked card, rounding it off, we didn't think we'd see this man back in progress, and we didn't think we'd see him back in the States ever since his visa ran out along with his girlfriend, and they unfortunately had to go back to New Zealand at the, at the end of a previous progress chapter. But it is refreshing to see this young man back in 
the wrestling ring once more. Ladies and gentlemen, he's going to keep it 100. It's the one half of the South Pacific Power Trip. It's TK fucking Cooper. Who? TK Cooper is one half of the South Pacific Power Trip. It's a tag team with Travis Banks. Him and his girlfriend, Delilah Black, they're amazing together. They're a real-life couple. And at the, they were putting on amazing tag team matches in progress, but unfortunately, they're both from New Zealand, and because of the whole Brexit thing, they their visas ran out, and they had to go back to New Zealand. And they, in real life, were not too sure if they were going to be able to come back to Britain. Oh. So, so it's they're good. coming to the States. So they're coming to the States. To there. So those are, so that was a mouthful, but those are all of the members of this year's PWG Battle of Los Angeles 2017. Do, do, do we have any early favorites? Anybody that you would like to see win? My personal two picks, if I had to pick two people, I would actually go with the person I just said. I would go TK Cooper simply because I think he's an amazing talent. And I would, and I would also go with, and I would also go with Keith Lee. Mm. Ray, I'm going to go with just I would love to see someone actually win it two years in a row the recent Bullet Club signee Marty Skrull and I'm actually going to go with oh god the deck is so stacked you would think oh he's going to go with Callahan because he just said so much about him you know what I'm going to go with Riddle the guy we will be seeing this August 18th at House of Glory Mike, and Mike, how about what you? about you? Diamond Dijek or Brian Cage? Of course. You could have gone on Diamond Mike. Come on. No. So after that, after no. that mouthful, I don't think we can go through all of the members of the May Young Classic, but we'll certainly comment on it very quickly. Tonight they had a tonight linked on our page. They had the rundown, the big parade. You're welcome, by the way. Of, you're welcome about that because you have all 32 members of the May Young Women's Tournament coming up this summer. Obviously, for time reasons, we're not going to go through all of them, but let's just pick uh, who we think is an odds-on favorite to win, because for me, I'm thinking Candice LeRae. Okay, her, her showing up kind of shocked me, because I wasn't expecting her. I, I, I had a hope that she was in it, but I really didn't think she was going to be announced for it. That was a shock to me. Um... I'll see. I'll go with uh, Mia Yim. Mia Yim or that um. Fuck. What was what, what's uh, what was the last girl's name? The Japanese with the pirate hat. What was her name? Kyrie something. Kyrie Sane. Kyrie Sane. Kyrie Sane. Yeah, that's it. Kyrie Sane. I'll, I'll go with her. I feel like they're gonna build her up as the person um to replace Oscar. Mm. I'll, I'll go yeah. either okay. one of them. I'll go. My pick is either Mia Yim, because who do, who doesn't like Mia Yim? And also, just because they already started bringing up her history, I'm going to go with Rachel Evers, a.k.a. Rachel Ellering. Oh, wait, though, she's, in the, she's in the tournament? Right. Yeah, she is, but she's Rachel Evers. But oh, it's have... just slight difference. Well, she okay. lied to me then, because I had a chat with her at Pro Wrestling Magic, and she said she wasn't in the damn tournament. Ben, she's not going to tell you because she's going to the E. Sorry, okay. Ben. This is the Here, business. Here's what, what here's what I want to bring up. Some of the women in the tournament had their names changed. Like uh, Kimberly had her name changed. Uh, Crazy Mary Dobson had her ma- uh, name changed. Rachel Ellering had her name changed to Rachel Evers. But Jim Ross on commentary mentioned the fact that she's Paul Ellering's daughter. 
Like, really? So why is she Evers? It's weird. When I heard that, like, okay. It's weird because they showed her, and then later on when they kept introducing the people, they introduced Tessa Blanchard. And I feel like she's the only person that got her name, uh, she kept her name. You know what it is? I don't think, has Tessa wrestled on TNA? No. Because I think Rachel has. She, yes, so maybe she has the name has the there. name has been trademarked by Anthem because Anthem loves to trademark everything. Right. So even, even, even babies. Oh God. Okay. I, I think that's it. We all mentioned who we want Let's go into that. Did you guys hear the press conference? What happened now? Their conference call with Anthem and Jeff Jarrett. No. He's no. Okay. So coming out of that. After Raw's promo from the Hardys, everyone is speculating, okay, the prophecy is true. On 7-17, the Hardys are going to be broken. Well, thanks to Jeff Jarrett and Anthem, their conference goal states that they're, one, not going to strip Alberto Del Patron of his championship or eliminate him from the current taped episodes, and they still own the name Broken. And everything that goes with it. So, sadly, legally, they can't do anything on Monday. God damn it, Anthem. <laughs> Fuck you, Jeff Jared. Fuck you, slap nuts. By the way, Ben, speaking of that promo from Ron, what would you think of it when you watched it live? Were you, did, you get, did you mark out a little bit? Why, Mike, it was absolutely delightful. Haven't done I that just, in a while. Weird. I just started to chant delete, 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 delete. Because the minute Jeff said, maybe we should just fade, fade away. away. And I'm like, oh, God, no, he's going to do it. As obsolete. The crowd went nuts. And for the first time, I'm like, uh, Hardy's are back. Because <laughs> it was great to see them. Back. But now in this original like attitude era form, it's like, no, we don't want it. Okay, they're broken again. Happy. <laughs> oh my god. God. So, so that was one of the that was one of the bigger highlights from Raw this week, other than the Samoa Joe, Roman Reigns, Brock Lesnar, Paul Heyman, Kurt Angle promo. That was great. Okay, can oh, you guys can you guys please explain to me this? So I'm watching this, and Kurt Angle cuts his promo. Basically, he needs to figure out what the fuck he's doing for SummerSlam, right? Yep. That's all. But that's remember, all. we're going we're Fucking the SummerSlam because Kurt Angle messed up his pro. He well, tried whatever. to say looking whatever. to SummerSlam. Whatever. Whatever. He said know, fucking the we, SummerSlam. We know what he meant. So Brock comes out and basically he wants to know what the fuck am I doing at fucking SummerSlam. Then Roman Reigns comes out and basically he says I'm the number one contender. Now you lost. There, there you go. He lost the night before. And then Brock, with the line of the night, you don't deserve shit. Which got the baby face reaction. Thank Paul you, Paul Heyman Brock. did the, oh, shit. And Kurt Angle had that face of, I am not saying a goddamn word. You know Kurt wanted to be like, hell yeah. yeah you <laughs> he know, wanted to be like, he, he, he wants to look Brock. At, he wants to look at Roman and be like, you know he's telling the truth, right? God. <laughs> but um, also... Uh, and Samojo came out, showed awesome fire, and I they promoted next week Roman Reigns versus Samojo. 
again in a number one contenders match where quite possibly Roman Reigns can actually go to fucking SummerSlam and their plans might actually come true. But no, I, I don't feeling, see that actually happening. But I have a feeling it's all going to change and turn into a fucking fatal forward. Yep. Braun, Joe, Roman, Brock. Braun! Now, is Braun, is Braun Strowman, like, off TV for a little bit to sell the injury? Or he, him almost fucking dying at the pay-per-view? Yeah, but you guys heard what, that that was actually taped before the pay-per-view, right? Of course it was. So, Braun is just selling the injury, but Braun's okay because he, he pulled off a whole match. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, I didn't so? realize that it's fake and he was just selling Oh my Jesus! Don't forget, it's predetermined. Oh my God! Where's the rope? (laughs) Where's the rope? We're sorry, folks. Storylines. Okay, so next week, does anyone actually see this match ending clean? Nope. Nope. Okay, so we're on agreement. I see. Fatal Four Way at SummerSlam. I see Braun Strowman coming out in a cast and just beating the fuck out of people. Yep. So Brock. Samoa Joe, Braun Strowman, Roman Reigns. Speaking of next week on Monday Night Raw, because we had to end the show with this gem. Kurt Angle and Corey Graves finally talk again. And basically, no, no, never mind. Corey Graves was involved. Kurt Angle's on the phone. And he goes, well, if this gets revealed, it might affect my family. And I, 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 love I, raised, you. I raised my head. I was like, uh-oh. And he goes, next week, we're going to reveal to the world, I love you. At that point, I'm like, here comes Dixie Carter. Oh, here it's going to be. Here she comes. People are speculating it's Stephanie. Why, why would he say, I love you to Stephanie? That's oh, the because thing. They it's going to be the gimmick. They had a gimmick back in the 90s where, like, they had a thing. Right. And that's going to be the gimmick it, now it, that it, they're having another affair. It's so that tri- leads to Triple H versus Kurt at SummerSlam. But if I don't see Triple H doing that again. If it's Dixie Carter, if it's Dixie Carter, I'm jumping out the fucking window. No, you're not. No, you're fucking not. You're going to sit there and you're going to enjoy it. Because if we don't get the broken gimmick, we get fucking Dixie Carter. Dixieland. Yay. Yay. One eye is going that way. The other one's looking that way while she's saying, I love you. I don't want to have Cockeyed Kelly on my TV. <laughs> Cockeyed Kelly. I'm kind of sad we're not going to have Gop next week because we need to review that episode. Oh, don't worry. Yeah. Oh, don't worry. We'll be doing live reactions. Maybe if Dixie Carter shows up, Ben will do a Facebook Live video just screaming his head off. <laughs> I will do be that. Like, be like, we don't get Broken Matt, but we get Dixie fucking Carter. No! No! Does not compute! Does not compute! Just as long as we're not voicemailing people again. No, don't worry. I'll be doing that shit. Uh, Wait, you need me. Yeah, We're so sorry again for anybody that we call. God. Whatever. (laughs) It's it's over and done with. We did it. That was brought to you by Corona Extra. But and any any, any other any other highlights for you guys personally? From, from Raw? No. Down, uh, 
SmackDown was kind of average this week. I don't think there's anything else. I wasn't really asking about SmackDown. Zena <laughs> wins. That's SmackDown. LOL. LOL. I gotta say, listening to another podcast this week, Don Tony knocked it on the damn point this week because shout out, shout out to Don Tony, and Kevin Castle. Don Tony, and Kevin Castle, listen to those great podcasts. We listen. They've, they've been doing I it longer this. than us, and that's and they're one of the reasons we're actually doing a podcast because we listen to them. Yep, Don Tony, Kevin Castle, Wrestling Soup, Breakfast with Blossy, all of that. Monster sounds new, off. New Age Insiders. We listen to too many podcasts. <laughs> but bringing that point that Don Tony mentioned, the reason May Raw and SmackDown were that mediocre, the All-Star Game weekend was occurring. Monday so was so home run. Because, remember, they know ratings, so they're not going to put an actual good product out there because people aren't watching. Okay, you're right. But in actuality, who gives a shit about the baseball All-Star Game? You would be you would be surprised how low the numbers were because of the All Star game. Lower than see, usual. I, I guess I have to see for myself. But that's the thing. The per, the point was so perfect because I, I even told you when we were watching. I'm like, watch. This is going to be a horrible show, which it was. Which we got drunk because it was that bad. <laughs> <laughs> which led to us. Oh God. Which led to us voicemailing everybody. Cannot, but yeah, this has been. We want to thank all those podcasts because without them, we would probably not exist right now. We'll talk, but we'll do a much bigger thank you and speech and probably history when we get to episode 50. But wow, 40 fucking episodes so far. What's been, Mike, what's been your favorite memory? Oh, God. Uh, remember that time I, you, remember that time you fucked a horse? Don't remind me. Oh, God. Uh, how about, uh, the first episode still um, is still uh, is still in the. I still love that first episode because it was on a random. It was like on a random day during the week, and it came out of nowhere. Um, Imagination. Those other ones too. Uh, when we had Cameron Sinclair on, that was a funny episode. Even the though Christmas. it was complete, it, even though it was completely out of left field, and the Christmas bullshit ep- was happening. The, the Christmas episode was awesome. Oh, Christmas episode. One. That was a good one. The first time we had Tommy Salami on the show, that was awesome. That was a great episode. Oh, the first live special, Capital Salami, that was a great episode. When we had Matt we had Matt Ryan on to talk about Capital, that was a great episode. Oh, remember when we had... Remember we had Mr. Lorenz Dean from Pro Wrestling Punchlines to talk about his boxing ring. You mean Frank. Oh. Fuck it right in the pussy. Yep. <laughs> oh, God. What else? What else? Uh, what about you, Ray? Oh, God. There's been so many moments. Well, of course, there's your... The thing, I was just supposed to start on episode three. That was it. <laughs> episode three. Uh, H.O.G. Oh. student. Look where you are now. <laughs> episode hey. 40. I'm still here. What the hell am I doing? Not a, not a House of Glory student. And more. Well. Don't, don't, even, don't make a rebuttal. 
Don't you fucking dare. Other episodes, Wait till other highlights, folks. Other highlights for me, as far as other interviews we've gotten, uh, I loved the Jay George interview. That's still one of my favorite things. The Hank Flanders interview was pro- was really interesting. And, of course, we, yeah. we, we've talked to some really interesting people on this show. And, by the way, we're going we're, we're gonna to have plenty more interesting guests on the show. I know our boy DGDX wants to come on here and shoot shit. The former YouTube wrestling figures heavyweight champion and director of a bird and of bird of a bird in the shadow. Of course, we want to have plenty more NYC and New Jersey talent on the show. We're always going to go to more indie shows and interview people. And it has been an amazing ride for these past forty episodes. And like we said on our Independence Day live stream, available on YouTube right now. Go check that out. We announced that we're going on a bit of a summer break for at least most of July and a little bit of August. But don't you fret from podcasting. Podcasting, but posting weekly. But for work to fill the gap, we're going to release videos, vlogs, live streams, anything we feel like. You'll posting. still get content. You'll, you'll still get, get a. You'll still get a good dose of GAWP content every single damn week. Maybe whether it's an interview or a little vlog. And we just want to thank all of you guys for joining us along on this ride so far. It has been a crazy. Ever since we came back from hiatus. Back in February, after a little bit of unpleasantness, we have been on fire week after week with these episodes, and it has been an absolutely amazing tear. And so, since it is finally time to bring it to a close tonight, I feel it is important to say thank you, Mike, for inviting me along on this journey, and I am looking forward to 40 episodes more. We are now official. When we come back, we'll be on the road to episode 50 and the one-year anniversary of the show. And Ray, despite all the bullshit and that one time you locked Mike in your basement, it has been. Oh, that, that's that's my favorite moment. Thanks, Ben. <laughs> that was so close, and you wouldn't have made it. Ben, wait. Is that do, the horse do, you rode in? Do, do, do you guys hear this horse noise? I just hear like galloping. You I better cut it out right now, or I'll pound you. What the fuck oh. was that? Like a okay, smoke weed, oh. smoke weed, smoke weed. Like a okay, what the fuck? God, okay, could you? Okay, we're ready to do the wrap up now. So, God. ladies and gentlemen, thank you guys so much for joining us along so far. I, so guys, as always, I am Avenging Ben. I'm Whole Milk Mike. And I am the Law Ray Ramundo, reminding you always to follow the law. Mike, where can they find? Where, Mike, where can they find the show if they want to listen to this or any past episode? Well, Mr. Benjamin. You can find us on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, TuneIn Radio, and Podtastic. Also, subscribe to our YouTube channel. That's where all our vlogs go and any special Facebook Live videos that we do. And Ray, where can they get themselves a 100% pure cotton quality stitch GAWP t-shirt? Well, you can go to tpublic slash stop. You can get yourself the Ray Effin Law Raymundo shirt. That's the best shirt you're going to get on there. Just go there. Go up, get my shirt. 20 bucks. Awesome shirt. Don't be a simpleton. <laughs> and, of course, you can follow us on the Twitter at the GAWP Show. And you can follow us on Facebook at the General Admission Wrestling Podcast. Guys, thank you again for 40 amazing episodes. We'll be back in August for SummerSlam. And, Mike, take us out the only way you know how. Join... The That's right. That's right. Okay, DJ, okay. Let's try, try, to, try it again, Mike. Seriously, dude, knock it off. Mike, try it again. Join the match. Smoke weed okay. every day. Smoke weed. Okay. Like a, like a, like a,
goddamn smoke, dude, smoke, knock it the smoke fuck, dude, dude, every day. God, stop it, stop it, stop Get it. Get over it, here, it. finish him. Dude, seriously, like would you like seriously shut, dude, smoke, would you shut the smoke, fuck up? Smoke, 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 smoke weed every day. Dude, would you shut the fuck up with the sound effects? How about you shut the fuck up, faggot? Did the what DJ the just did, did the DJ just talk? Uh The general oh admission wrestling wait podcast minute, is now officially cancelled. Is it have a nice hold on. day, motherfucker? Hold on, hold on, wait. Hold on, wait a minute. What the what is that? Guys! Oh, oh my god, run! Run! run. Oh shit! Guys, get the fuck down! Get the fuck down! It's that thing! <laughs> it's the fucking horse!